I'm doing half price books right now. I think I've said that like a thousand times on the show. <laughs> oh um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's the bet, probably the best retail job I've ever had. I'll say that. Cause I mean, at least I yeah. like the products and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's something you can like actually talk about sometimes. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like with food service, like wherever you work, you're going to get tired of the food. Right. As there's always new books. Although like what the thing that is odd is like, so I, I'm not like a big comic book guy. I'm nothing uh-huh. against them. Just like I didn't grow up reading them and stuff. But yeah. comic book guys who come in expect me to know stuff. See, I am a comic book guy. And like having seen like photos of you, I know we kind of look alike. So it makes sense to me. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I, I once, seem like a comic book guy. <laughs> I once in college like had a guy just walk up to me and like ask me for help with computer science homework. I had never taken a, a computer science class. I just like... <laughs> I was like even worse like I had worse fashion sense back then even so like I had yeah. like a lot of like superhero t-shirts or whatever and it's just like yeah this like, kid yeah, is this like guy, telling the world he likes Superman was. like he must be into comp sci and I do I, like I, Superman <laughs> like yeah I had a I had in a high school somebody do that where they were like oh I remember what they said but they 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 made a comment like well, you know you know someone who's like a big gamer like Josiah and I'm not yeah. a big gamer which means, yeah. and I've never, and I've never talked about it in front of her. Which means <laughs> that she made that comment based entirely off my looks, and I've thought about that for like twelve years now. <laughs> like, like someone just assumed I was a gamer based entirely off that I just look like one. <laughs> yeah, mm. that's rough, man. Yeah. Feel that though. It's nothing wrong with playing video games, but if you if you are yeah. immediately identifiable as no, a abso- that that sucks. A- absolutely. Like unless you're like unless you're like wearing, you know, a t shirt or something that's like just sitting, yeah. laying it flat out. Yeah. Which I think one of probably the most cringe shirt I ever owned that like if I Did still it- had it, if it hadn't been lost in a move or whatever, I I I would want to wear ironically. Yeah. Was um Oh god, did it just did, say gamer or something like that? No, no, no. No, no, no. It said I used to be an adventurer like you, but then I took an arrow in the Oh name. my god. <laughs> it was oh, a, it man. was like it was a gift from one of my friends in high school cuz we both like found that meme funny initially. And yeah. then honestly like I kind of continued to find it funny just because the backlash to it was so intense. <laughs> if you it, that like Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. <sighs> Well, because especially because I was uh, yeah, like I'm not a huge gamer, but Elder Scrolls was like one of the only games that I played a bunch of. So I remember when I first heard that joke and I was like, hey, that's like the game I like. Uh, And then after like a few weeks, I was like, "Okay, I've heard a lot about the game that I like. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And so as as listeners to the show could probably tell right now, this episode is about Jack Chick. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> why don't we uh we could go ahead and formally introduce the show uh welcome to very legal very cool uh an episode about why catholics are all going to hell right something like that yeah yeah i mean that's that's a big part of it and also Day, but wait, do you go by Joe or Joseph? I should have asked that before I. Uh, Joseph is fine. Joseph is fine. I, I'm joined today by Joseph um, from, or you, you might know him as at gross underscore online, right? That's yes. still your at. Yes. 
yeah. uh, fun, fun Twitter, Twitter friends who uh, several months ago brought up to me that he wanted to do an episode with us on Jack Chick. Yeah. Um, and then Jared went on hiatus and I was like, okay, well, let's wait till Jared's back because this would be a great episode with Jared. Um, but then uh, Jared's just dead, I assume, right now. So so we're, oh, we're moving on. on. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah. He's been dead for a few months. We, we just kind of, yeah. yeah. Damn. <laughs> Damn. R.I.P., man. But uh, yeah, I guess we should do the thing. What are you drinking today, if anything? It's made Fireside Amber Ale. Hell yeah. Yeah, and also a uh, a jug of water with me. Hell yeah, I am. Uh, I'm drinking uh, lemonade. So, <laughs> yeah. Why don't you give like a brief like elevator pitch? Who are you before we like move into the topic? I don't know. I'm just a Twitter friend. I uh, you're gross online. You know. Yes, I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, former evangelical. Currently. Uh, socialist with complicated relationship to religion, but so you know, it's kind of inevitable that Josiah and I would eventually come into contact. <laughs> yeah, I believe your Twitter Twitter bio just says Protestant with a question mark. <laughs> yeah, that's that's been it for a while. That like, like there was a you know, suppose my dad would tell me growing up, like you're Baptist born and Baptist bred, and when you die, you'll be da- Baptist dead. <laughs> and you know, I'll probably end up like Methodist or Lutheran or Episcopalian or some shit. But yeah. right now I'm just figuring it out. <laughs> I, I've noticed, I feel like with with our type, all roads kind of lead Episcopalian. I, I've kind of noticed that. <laughs> it does seem that way, but it's so bougie. It's so fucking, I know, there's so many reasons not to go that direction. And yet it's just kind of like, uh, I like the liturgy and they don't hate gay people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i've been reading a a book that's like welcome to the episcopal church i believe is the title just to kind of like gaslight myself into liking the (laughs) episcopal church gotcha (laughs) it's mostly working they seem nice yeah yeah but yeah so uh so we're we're gonna talk today about jack chick which I, i guess i should probably say if somebody doesn't know who jack chick is um is if you're at target and a a kind of middle-aged woman walks up to you out of for no reason and starts talking to you and you really are just trying to buy something and then she quickly shoves something in your hand and leave leaves and you look down at it that that was probably a chick track made by our good friend Jack Chick um and if you you know actually looked at the contents of that that wonderful piece of paper rather than just throwing it immediately away, uh, you'll probably notice some pretty fucking insane comics. It's just like a big part of the Baptist psyche, but not really my specific type of Baptist. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely, I think part of what interested me in Jack Chick at first was just that like he's just like a shade crazier than the kind of like mainstream of evangelicalism I grew up in. Like you yeah, know, it was a. Yeah. a my dad was a Southern Baptist preacher, uh, went to a Southern Baptist church, obviously. He did uh, Lifeway VBS, read World Magazine and Christianity Today. Like, Jack yeah. Chick was, was more of a fringe figure. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, like, first heard about him, not really through uh, being Baptist, but through being a fucking nerd. Yeah. yeah. And, like, through yeah. being on forums yeah. with other nerds who um, liked to joke about Dark Dungeons. Mm. One of his more famous comics, which is specifically about... Dungeons and Dragons, right? Yes, yes. It's about a girl who plays D&D and, like, gets recruited into a satanic witch cult, but, like, 
uh, finds Jesus at the end and burns all of her uh, <laughs> D&D and other satanic materials. God, um, yeah. Famous line of dialogue at the end, I don't want to be Elfstar, I want to be Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, this is the caliber of dialogue uh, Chick is known for. Yeah, he is... Um... Yeah, uh, like the most classic one is like is like one with like the Romans road to salvation type of thing where it does the whole guy thinks he's good and then I don't know somebody explains to yeah. him yeah like oh but but have you ever lusted and then uh he realizes he needs Jesus yeah. something around those lines. There's like yeah there's a lot of variations on that formula. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of probably like the most famous being this is your life where it's simply Yes, yes. a guy dies and then it's just like he goes to heaven and stands before the giant faceless colossus that is God in the mind of Jack Chick <laughs> and like try, attempts to defend himself as uh, visions of all his sins are just projected on a screen for everyone to see until he's eventually cast into the lake of fire. <laughs> it's very fire and brimstone. It's, it's very much the yes. product of like the seventies and the eighties kind of fundamentalism. However, it, it's yeah. still around, but it, it very much reeks of that, like, you know, heavy, heavy metal is going to put us all in hell. You know, Catholics yes. are running the country. la di da di da It's all the all that good, good fundamentalist 80s stuff. I do feel like part of the reason he ha- he kind of became a more fringe figure, even within, like, the world of, you know, fundamentalists, was because he was very intense in his anti-Catholicism. Yeah. Like, where, like, in the 80s, you kind of started to see that alliance in the culture war where... Yeah, yeah. Like, evangelicals started to realize that, like, right-wing Catholics could be allies on, on you know, a lot of issues. Well, yeah, and, and like, they, they were able to bond over, like, abortion and issues like that. Um, yes. Yeah, and so, yes. yeah, that, you know, as much as, like, I remember anti-Catholic rhetoric growing up, I don't know if anybody I know yeah. would have, like... If I were to give my parents the choice between do I become Catholic or atheist, they would obviously choose Catholic. You know what I mean? They were like, oh, yeah. they're like, yeah, they're they're Christian at least. You know, like th- that was that was definitely like kind of the the attitude I grew up with. Yeah, like like I I went to a high school that like kind of grew out of the local homeschool community. Were you homeschooled and, too? Like, was held. I was I was never homeschooled, but you were like in the, I went the to, okay. uh, Yeah, I went to an evangelical high school that like had its roots in that community, but also had like some Catholic students mm. like kind of was like a, an interesting confluence. It, um, the church it was a part of started out as a charismatic non-denominational church mm. that ended up a part of the ACNA. What the hell? Had like a very, that's really fascinating. Yeah. Pretty interesting history there that like, I'm not super privy to like occasionally yeah. I get details. I'm like, wow, that's, that's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I was homeschooled. I don't remember if I talked about that much on here, but um, yeah, yeah. The only only like Catholic I ever really Catholics I ever really knew were um, uh, two people that had to kind of keep it as a secret. Mm. Um, like, well, because in the when they were in the homeschool co op, they could technically sign like the agreed upon statement of faith. Yes, that's the kind of co op it was. Yeah, um, but they, uh, you know, they had to hide kind of their Catholic side. And I remember this because I knew a guy that dated one of one of the two Catholics, um, huh. 
and she went with him on a vacation, like a family vacation, and the family refused to let her go to mass on Sunday. They like she they forced her to go to a Protestant service. Really? That's still like yeah, that still rubbed me the wrong way for years. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, like, I remember yeah. there was tension because, like, we used, like, a Becca and uh, BJU books, mm-hmm. which I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure the fellow are... homeschool kids out there, like, or Christian school kids. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Becca. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> like, the, that was a, that was from uh. Pensacola, as I recall. Like, yeah, maybe, like, yeah. the craziest of the, of the large evangelical which is, schools. Which is, yeah, that is an insane school. <laughs> it's like, don't they have, like, gender-segregated sidewalks? Yes, they do. Anyway, yeah, why don't, why don't you introduce us to, to Jack Chick? Um, so Jack Chick is, um... Evangelical cartoonist, uh, lived from 1924 to 2016. Not just looking at his Wikipedia right now. Um, no, yeah, totally. No, like, yeah. <laughs> it's he's a difficult person to introduce because there is not a ton known about him except from what he wrote and what he published. Um, yeah. The yeah. according to a, a documentary I saw, uh, which is like the main source of knowledge, it's called God's Cartoonist. Came out in 2008, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he um, lived pretty much his entire life within 50 miles of downtown Los Angeles, except for World War II, when he fought in the Pacific Theater, including at the Battle of Okinawa, one of the, the bloodiest battles of the Pacific Theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I guess that does seem like the kind of life that would just drive you fucking crazy. <laughs> Produce a guy like this. Yeah. yeah, it's just like, if, if all you knew of the world was Los Angeles and the Pacific Theater of World War II. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that would make me a fundamentalist, too. I... <laughs> yeah, like, like it's it's interesting, because it's like, you kind of see elements of that, just in, like, he, um, one of, he had, a, like, a, an intensely homophobic comic that was, in 1972, oh, yeah. that was basically, like, he was like ahead of the curve and just saying like the gays are taking over. They're like he saw like just kind of the beginnings of ex- of social acceptance in that kind of more liberal environment. Like yeah, because it's interesting. Like when he draws the pride parade and he's like clearly disgusted by it. It's like that was happening near to him. Like those yeah, like Los Angeles did have one of the first pride parades ever. You know yeah. Well, that was seventy. 70- you said 72 that he put out that yeah. like, track? Yeah. That's insane. Like, yeah, he was on it because Pride got set up three years prior. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So he was, like, absorbing a, a culture that was rapidly changing and hating every minute of it mm-hmm. and staying inside and writing and drawing cartoons. Um, I, I'm, I'm kind of interested how he – because, like, he's both a fringe figure but, like – I feel like, especially if you're in the Midwest or whatever, you see the the tracks around like everywhere. Yeah, you know, and so it's like, uh, yeah. So who's putting them out? Because I because they're so fringe, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely just like he has like a very effective publishing o- operation. Like there was um, mm-hmm. there was an underground comics artist they interviewed in this documentary um, who t- mm-hmm. talked about um, actually, seeing like his name. His name is Hal Robbins. And he referred yeah. to Jack Chick as the most successful uh, 
like underground comics writer to ever exist. Like he was like, yeah, basically self-published like, and like a distributed over a million, uh, a billion copies. Like I think they said it was like at the time in 2008, you know, more than uh, the Harry Potter books and Stephen King combined. And just in terms of like total distribution. Wow. Because it's, you know, they're like incredibly cheaply made. Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Like it can just be this like mass produced disposable thing that like, you know, you can give out as a long shot. Like there's even chick tracks about how you can give out chick tracks. And it's like, right. Hey, are you, do you feel like a need to, you know, proselytize? But like, mm-hmm. you also recognize how <laughs> fucking awkward that is for, for most people. Hey. Yeah. Like just, uh, <laughs> you know, leave comics around in conspicuous places yeah. and like, maybe that'll work. Yeah. Do you, do you hate Muslims? Do you want to put some literature on a urinal? Well, I got this stuff for you. Right. Right. That'll like reach Muslims for Christ. Yeah. Yeah. By, I'm like, looking at the, them the website right now. Was, you know, I, I, uh, Allah had no son is the title of this one here. Yes. Yes. That's uh, a classic. <laughs> yeah, no. Like yeah. Muslims were definitely a uh, tar- one of his big targets, in part because he was such an intense Zionist that, like, mm. he really, really dove into that. But yeah, I'm trying to think timeline wise whether he was kind of preempting that also, because I'm trying to think if, if you know, 70s, 80s, if if the fundamentalist movement was really obsessed with Israel at that time or not. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure. I def- I think that was kind of like. When you saw the rise of like, like I don't know, mm-hmm. a thief in the night seems like a good benchmark for like when that kind of eschatology really took off. That was like, yeah, really yeah. centered on this specific dispensationalist understanding. But I guess like dispensationalism itself is pretty broad roots. But like I also yeah, don't know, well it's I don't sorry, know I don't know enough about the history of Christian Zionism. Unfortunately, that would definitely help me talk more effectively about Jack Chick because <laughs> goddamn, that's okay. We we, we hard. Israel. Yeah, we, we hardly do research. But uh, so, okay, yeah, Thief of the Night came out in 72, it looks like. Yeah. Um. So that, yeah, that tracks. That would be kind of the beginning of, so he's he's part of that kind of, what the fuck? What? Okay, uh, completely unrelated. The filming location for a Thief of N- Thief in the Night is a is a town in Iowa near where I'm at right now. Really? I didn't, I didn't, yeah, Carlisle. I didn't that, know that. <laughs> that makes sense. Have you seen a Thief in the Night? <laughs> I've never watched The Thief in the Night. That would be a great episode. I know oh uh, Magnificast did one, um, oh, and that yeah. inspired me to watch it. And it's like, yeah. I don't know. It does definitely you, you see its impact like throughout the ages. And also there's oh, yeah. really incredible forced uh, soteriological metaphor where a guy is bit by a snake and has to yeah. get a blood donation. <laughs> it's like, see, he needed the clean blood to cleanse his blood because that blood had the antibodies. You need Jesus's blood. We're obsessed with blood. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of blood going on in Christianity. Absolutely, That's... <laughs> it's metal as hell, and yet Jack Chick it, like fails to appreciate that synergy. I know that's that's really where I think Catholics win on that stuff is they just they they lean into that metal stuff more than Chick would. Oh, absolutely, you know, absolutely, like yeah, yeah, like oh yeah, that guy we really like we've we've kept his skull. <laughs> you yeah. know, like that's yeah. Catholicism. I went to briefly went to a church in Dayton, Ohio. That had a uh, 
a fragment of St. Paul's skeleton. That's awesome. I love that stuff. Yeah. Like it, you know, I have the prod, like prod in me. That's always like, uh, you know, that's probably fake. Yeah. And maybe it is, but like, no matter yeah. what, I still like, there's a part of me that just thinks it's so awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's <laughs> like, I think for people who come from that kind of background, like you see that, like you see something that isn't disgusted with the body. And yeah. like, even if yeah. it's like, yeah. you know, it's all weird in its own way. Um, according to the Wikipedia page, he started uh, making these tracks because he heard from uh, the missionary Bob Hammond that um, mm-hmm. the Communist Party of China had gained a bunch of um, like popular support in the 50s by distributing small comic books. So Chick wanted to use the communist stuff against them. I think that's funny. Yeah. The communists who, of course, um, uh, were the creations of the, the Jesuits. Yeah. Oh my God. Does he say that? Yeah. So something I find really fascinating about Jack Chick is that he's anti-Catholic in the way that like most right-wing conspiracy theorists are anti-Semitic. He's anti-Semitic in like that weird Christian Zionist way that like presents itself as philo-Semitic, but like in reality is pretty fucked up in its own way. Um, Yeah. But like his anti, like in terms of like who he views behind like Bolshevism and fascism and all the rest, like it's, it's the Catholics. Specifically, the Jesuits. <laughs> Such an awesome take. Yeah. Which, like, yeah. are you familiar with uh, Alberto Rivera? Yeah. Or uh, no? No, wait. Rivera. No, I'm not. Rivera. So he was um, Rivera. A, I believe, a Spanish priest or Spanish, mm-hmm. supposedly former Jesuit priest. There's a little bit of controversy about that. He became a Baptist minister in the United States. Who like was the source of a lot of Chick's beliefs and, like, claimed to have learned secrets from the Jesuits about how they were behind all this shit. It's, like, it's really, like, a pretty Holy common shit. trope, I feel like, in right-wing circles is someone who's, like, I was in X organization and, like... Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> thinking of Brother Nathaniel, if you've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Brother Nathaniel. Who's, like, what was his converted deal? to, a, like, Romanian orthodoxy from Judaism and, like, claims, like, yeah, no, we, uh, we totally run the NWO and whatever. Oh it's my like, god! Yeah, I think he got like excommunicated, and he's now like part of some French sect. Like from what yeah, I yeah, well, it looks like if I Google him right now, um, it it uh, Google is like you should also look up Nick Funtes. So that, okay. that says all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But Jack didn't really like pin that on on the Jews. Like occasionally mm-hmm. he would mention like the Rothschilds as part of like his broader conspiracy theory or whatever. But like. It was never an obsession for him the way the Catholics were. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really got it out for ca- Catholics, uh, feminists, uh, pagans, and Satanists, which like yeah. you know, yeah. and generally misjudging who are actually pagans and Satanists. On top of that, right, right. It's definitely like I don't know something kind of interesting to me, just as in someone who was raised evangelical in the specific generation that I was as a. Uh, a younger millennial or whatever. I think by some definitions, I'm an older zoomer, but like I, I identify as more. Yeah. I'm on the um, same boat. Like kind of just the res, the residue of the satanic panic of the eighties. So like it had definitely died down a lot, but like, I don't know, since my dad was a preacher, like he just had a bunch of books he accumulated from like various people being like, Hey pastor, you got to read this. Like, yeah. And so like, I would just find like books around the house or his office that would get into like, kind of evangelical preoccupations of bygone days. Mm. Like, I remember, like one of my favorites was about Y2K. 
like, yes, which I read yes, after yes. that didn't happen. And I'm like, well, that's, this did not pan out the way, the way they expected for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember that. I, I remember that. I remember, um, Oh fuck. What? I'm trying to remember the last few like rapture, uh, freak outs that happened in our lifetime. There were those. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's good. That stuff's awesome. I, I love that there's kind of um, how like each generation has the thing that like past fundamentalists like fixate on. Yes. But it's and it's different every generation. But in the same way, there's cause kind of like a consistent line through all of it. Yes. Because um, because Chick definitely is an extreme version of a lot of the stuff I grew up hearing. He right. just, you know, right. does like, it more extreme. It's just yeah. like it's just a little bit over the line. Right. Because it's, it's like it's it's normal to say that like. You know, the Bible is infallible in the sense that, like, it's a completely accurate historical and scientific record, and, like, all of the evidence to the contrary and sci- overwhelming scientific consensus is a satanic lie. But, like, if you say that only applies to the King James Bible, like, yeah. come on, that's nuts. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, he, he so, yeah, we should say he was he's a King James only yes. uh, fundamentalist, you know, obviously anti-evolution, anti-any of that. Oh, yes. Um. Oh yeah, and like, but I, I, I think what's interesting is like the tracks that do pretty well, like based off just like looking right now, like the most popular titles pack uh, that he's got right here. Those are all the ones that are not extreme. I mean, they're still extreme, but they're like, you know, this was your life, like the one you mentioned. They're they're the ones that are just kind of basic Christianity, right. basic Protestantism, right? And so it's kind of funny when you stumble across the other ones because there's thousands of these things. Right. And yeah, they're insane. <laughs> it's like he had like a very contentious relationship with mainstream Christian publishers after what he alleged to be a Catholic conspiracy to get him removed from like the, the mainstream <laughs> Christian bookstores because Catholics were like, "Hey, we're this this is like a really intensely anti-Catholic, and we're we're not okay with it." And like mm. again, there was that growing alliance of right-wing Catholics and evangelicals in the eighties, and so Jack Chick was a sacrifice yeah. that that those booksellers were willing to make, but he, right. He survived against that. And, and I I think partially just because of how, like you mentioned how cheap these are. Like, I'm just looking at this package that I could buy right now. I'm not going to do it. I I won't give him my money, but (laughs) I could get 200 pack, 200 tracks for $34. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, and it's like even the out of print ones. Like if you get like a special order, you can they will they will print up mm. like like shit nobody has really wanted in years. Like you'll, uh, the like the like the D and D one, which I don't know, maybe that's coming back. Like as, yeah, like as D and D is like kind of seen its renaissance in popularity. I wonder if like D and D related satanic panic has gotten any traction off the back yeah, of that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like hang out with fundamentalists anymore. I know. You know? I know. Like, I hang out. With I don't know like, what. Like a bunch of people I play D and D with, so it's like yeah, yeah, and they seem fine with the D and D. So yes, and lots of other things <laughs> that Jack Chick hates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you, you you mentioned that there was uh, like three influences on Jack Chick's kind of like style and belief system. Let's yeah. get, let's dive into that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, in terms of, like, kind of his theology, like, the big ones, um, kind of people he associated with a lot were uh, John Todd, Alberto Rivera, and Rebecca Brown, who each kind of 
had their own influence on his art. Um, John Todd uh, was a man who, like, he's one of those guys you read his biography and you're like, he's either a grifter or a schizophrenic or some combination thereof. Yeah. Like, he's he's up to something odd. Like, he um, claimed to be, like, a former witch who was, like, involved in the Illuminati. It's, like, this idea of the confluence <laughs> of the, the satanic panic and, like, the more traditional targets of right-wing conspiracies like the Illuminati and the Rothschilds. Mm. Um, and was kind of like, like he had a military service record, I believe that he exaggerated. Yeah, this guy's insane. I'm scrolling through this. Yeah, Tom Todd claimed to have served as a Green Beret in the Vietnam Wars, but his discharge papers list him as a general clerk and typist and do not record him having been in Vietnam. Jesus Christ. Yes, so the man, <laughs> the man stole valor... Uh, Army medical reports refer to emotional instability with uh, pseudologica fantastica or compulsive lying. But Jack Chick stuck yeah. by this man in spite of this slander. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jack Chick was a real one, you know. He stood by his friends. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, oh, damn. John Todd uh, had a, yeah. a cult bookstore in Dayton, Ohio. Did not know that. Oh, wow. Before yeah, yeah, he... he did the yeah did the, the board thing. thing yeah oh yeah before that there's also the other thing he did in 1988 yes um uh, you can <laughs> it's it's pretty bad and there's stuff we're going to talk about later that's pretty bad yeah maybe there's a big trigger warning on this episode yeah because uh, <laughs> like yeah there's if you read his wikipedia there's a description of some pretty pretty horrific crimes for which he was convicted involving uh sexual some some law and order SBU shit is a, is a good way yeah. to put it yeah yeah he he ended up in prison for 30 years right something yeah. like that it's interesting yeah one thing i don't think they get into on here though is um his his claim defense which was that he was framed by strom thurmond <laughs> what the story goes that um strom thurmond was on the the board of uh bju i believe yeah and uh, was kicked off for being a Mason. Right. And John Todd, like, claimed credit for exposing Strom Thurmond as a Mason because the Masons were another yeah. weird vintage target of Jack Chick. Like, yeah. You don't hear much about the Masons anymore. No, yeah, you don't really. Yeah, Masons are kind of an old thing. Right. Like, I mean, the anti Masonic party was like the genesis of kind of American conspiratorial pol- political organizing. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you. I mean, you hear it in like fringe circles, but not not fundamentalists anymore. I, I think of like the Masons being a thing that like, I don't know, um, Illuminati type folks yeah. will be really into, but not not as much. You're you're not like QAnon. You know, QAnon's right. kind of got its own thing now. Right. Like, I'm sure they'll tell you the Masons are involved, but like, it's yeah. not like they're not they're not an active concern. Which like, from what I've heard, yeah. they're kind of a dying organization right now. Like, men our yeah. age are not super interested yeah that's i mean that's a whole that's a whole thing yeah yeah they're 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 definitely dying out um a lot of those kind of lodges and those kind of things are dying out yeah uh but yeah so so todd was put so so (laughs) i think hold on to the information until we get to later that uh that jack chick was friends friends with um a a uh a rapist that might be important to hold on to information wise for yeah. where this is gonna go <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah man it's yeah it's really fucking bad but according to him it's was um 
Strom Thurmond and oh, Strom Thurmond. Yeah, I can't keep track of all the people, all the the yeah <laughs> chess pieces that the Jack Chick has out. Yeah, no, it's like the the Pepe Silvia board. Just <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sure I'm sure he had one of those in whatever like recluse dwelling he had. Yeah, yeah. Like that seems kind of like a necessary component when you're that type of recluse. Right, right. <laughs> Uh, see, so we also had uh, Alberto Rivera. Yeah, so I think I talked a bit about him earlier. He was um, yeah, a an obvious grifter who claimed to have been a Jesuit priest, and apparently that is in dispute. He may have been one, um, hmm. but yeah, he was born in the Canary Islands, um, and there was an expose against him in Cornerstone magazine, basically uh, detailing <laughs> his, you know. Fraud, credit card theft, uh, like lots of lots of financial crime. Um, kind of a known grifter, and apparently the document exhibited by Rivera to prove his status as a Catholic priest was fraudulent. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that that sounds about right. Like, it's really interesting how all these grifters, like, really you can dig into a criminal record on them, and it's pretty apparent that they're grifters, like immediately, because yes. they have this like long slew of just. Yeah. I don't know, insane behavior. Yeah. He um he died in ninety seven, but in the documentary they do in interview his uh his widow. Yeah, what'd she say? Um I I felt bad from her. She seemed like a mentally distressed woman. Um yeah. like but you know, she believed that he was, you know, a, a target yeah. of the Vatican and of satanic forces. Yeah. Um and even they also had a clip of his preaching, which is very like I don't know. It felt very televangelist. It's like that that style that just rings mm. hollow. If you've heard, if you've heard a lot of preaching, like yeah, yeah. Alberto Rivera is awesome. Looking at this Wikipedia page yes. here, and he, he, uh... he was like he was the source of like Jack Chick's like specific yeah. brand of anti-Catholicism that like essentially swaps them for Jews and the whole Judeo-Bolshevik theory. He, he goes on to, yeah, he claims that the, yeah, the Jesuit order was responsible for the creation of, according to Wikipedia, communism, Islam, Nazism, the world mm-hmm. wars, the recession, the Jonestown massacre, the assassination of Abraham Lincoln, the assassination of JFK, and then uh, also that they have a plot to spread homosexuality and abortion, two things notably the Catholic Church yes. supports. Yes, uh, <laughs> huge fans. Huge fans of that. And also my favorite part, that the charismatic movement is somehow a front for the Catholic Church. It's like, it's <laughs> definitely not a surprise that Jack Chick has like done a, a track against liberation theology, specifically. Yes, yeah, you could see that. I didn't know that he'd, he'd done that ch- uh, a track on that. I believe it's called Fat Cats. The story oh. is basically um, a, you know, there's a popular uprising in like an unspecified Latin American country. And like, yeah. there's you know, this Marxist Jesuit priest who's, like, a very influential figure within it. And... Yeah. Yeah, you know. It's a typical yeah. Jackson oh, story. It's just it. a, it's a, it's a vehicle for the, you know, the polemic oh about salvation. God. But... I'm just... I'm scrolling through it right okay, now. Okay, did you I see the it. picture so of Jesus with the, with the Soviet AK? That, yeah, okay, that rules. <laughs> the, Jesus with the SKS or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, no, like, Jesus being supplied weapons by the common turn. Oh man, I, I need to screenshot this. I want to make this like a um, yeah. something. It says because it's it's him holding this image, and he goes, "Here's the Jesus I preach. He takes from the rich and gives to the poor, <laughs> and that's awesome." <laughs> it's 
Yeah, I know. Like, there is... Like, I think that's part of what gets people so interested in Chick Tracks, is they just have this extremely bold caricature of their, their opponents that's, like, always kind of yeah. endearing in a way. Like, that's it's, cool yeah. as hell. <laughs> yeah, it's... Well, they're they're really easy to, like used for the opposite purpose because Absolutely. of how much of a caricature they are. Like, I think I've had, I, oh yeah, that's correct. I, I do have a Jack chick, uh, thing as my current, um, uh, banner photo on, on Twitter. Yeah. The, <laughs> like they're really easy to use. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the, one of my favorite Twitter accounts is the, uh, just out of context yes. chick tracks. That's, that has been the source of so much. <laughs> you know, they're, they're great. Um, yeah, no, but um, let's see. So we, we did Alberta Rivera, um, who, yeah, is a fascinating. Yeah, so so the anti-Jesuit stuff. Um, yeah. I felt like I was gonna, there was something I was going to say about that, but I, I'm blanking on what it was. Yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say, actually, oh, no, this is, the, okay. What's kind of interesting about um, Alberta Rivera is that, um, like, okay, I don't hear this, a lot of this rhetoric much anymore about mm. jesuits yeah except for when i do hear it from weirdly enough is from traditionalist catholics um hmm. because talking about the jesuits no that's um, not about yeah that's interesting because yeah francis is the, a jesuit and they hate francis and i'm sure true. if alberto rivera were alive today like he would see francis as proof of whatever the hell he's on about yeah, it's the the guy, uh, the church militant guy, Voris, uh, mm. Michael Voris. I mean, that's he totally is is exactly this. Which a uh, uh, friend of the show, Finch from Mammonburg, yeah. has made this comment a lot lately about how American Catholicism is really just like evangelicalism with liturgy. It's like taken on a lot of the signifiers of evangelicalism, despite yeah. supposedly being Catholic. Interesting. Um, and yeah, I feel like you can really see that. Yeah. Anyway, um, what about the the third influence we got here? So Rebecca Brown was a um, was a medical doctor who lost her license after performing an exorcism on a patient. Oh, good. And that's basically she was someone who really um, she had books that were published through Chick Publications. Like she she worked with Jack Chick on on several things, uh, hmm. including. A rare audio recording of Jack Chick is found in um, a tape that he did with Rebecca Brown and with uh, one of her patients, uh, I guess. Oh, God. Um, talking about her, how she got into witchcraft and how that led to demonic possession and how, you know, they had this harrowing experience with, with the demonic. And that, like, yeah, really, like, kind of spurred on Chick's fixation on, on the demonic. And specifically, like, you see, like, demons, like taking a physical form and like interacting with the physical world a lot more in Jack chick, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose something we haven't really touched on is, um, the art in chick tracks looks very different from track to track. That's because yeah, um, it does. he had several ghost artists. Um, I think the only one know who's, huh. who's known is Fred Carter, who, um, does hmm. kind of what are known as the best drawn tracks. Like all of the, um, all of the Crusader comics, like kind of the larger full-color comic books. Incidentally, very funny he named his comic imprint Crusader. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't I don't know if that's ever ever addressed, that like in spite of his weird anti-Catholic fixation, like that one didn't... didn't... <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely hates Muslims more than he hates Catholics. Well, you know. Be... <laughs> 
all that to say, when Go Jack ahead. Trick draws demons, they're like extremely cartoony, like everything else he draws. Which I don't know, it just yeah. makes the idea that like I don't know, it's like the red guy from Cow and Chicken or whatever, like has like a very real physical presence in this world that like you need to be fearful of. Right, right. Like <laughs> just like these these extremely like cartoony demons with with you know, horns and pointy tails. Yeah. Like I don't know. Really, like the only original, I think, artistic element within Jack Trick is the luminescent, col- faceless colossus on the Great White Throne. Like that. Yeah. That is God in His mind, and that is fascinating and discomforting Terrifying to some degree. Yeah. <laughs> I am having a blast right now, just looking through his website. <laughs> also <laughs> yeah no like he just had such a he was a he had a visionary mind in his own way just like he grew and wrote so many fucking comics oh man this is a book that's selling on here called the secret history of the jesuits and it's got a jesuit cross coming out of a swastika mm. it's awesome yes <laughs> this is so great oh man yeah, like it. The thing is, I don't want to give him money, but I would love to see some of these comics. Yeah, like I, would, I, I would want to buy them so bad. I, I, I did buy several just in kind of preparation for this episode, just kind of get into the mindset. And but I made larger donations in kind to Palestinian and transgender charities to like kind of even it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Which ones did you get? Which ones did you get? Uh, I was actually planning to get into it in vlogs. That's cool. Why don't we uh, talk about the Jack Chick uh, content that was even too distasteful for him? Yeah. So, like, there there have been a few tracks that, like, you can find online but not on Chick.com. Mm-hmm. Um, like, some of them are just, like, very specific polemics. Like, he had one that was all about how he was banned from Christian bookstores, and I guess he kind of gave up on that fight after a while. Yeah. Um, but one... He apparently withdrew because he realized it was in poor taste and also might, you know, might be suggestive of how some some very, very real and terrible problems within evangelicalism develop. Like, yeah, it's called Lisa. (sighs) Yeah, I I found it. I found it. Yeah, I um, massive trigger warning. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Do you want to kind of? Yeah. Um. I'm actually, yeah, I mean, I should take it a look. look. Yeah, this is well. This is this is the website I found it on. Oh, cool. Um, although it's not, it's not quite as easy to zoom in on. Yeah, if you go to his website, it just says, "We're sorry, we no longer stock English Lisa," which, like, you can again, you can order like any of the weird dated culture war shit on special order. You cannot order Lisa. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, so I mean the gist of the gist of Lisa without yeah. We don't is, we don't need to get that, into too much detail. It's Yeah, but it's it's about child molestation. Yeah. Um and it is See like it, it's the story of a child molester 
be- becoming a Christian and, yes. you know, turning back from their evil ways or whatever. And it's basically how it happens is like his daughter goes to the doctor and tells him what happened and like he can corroborate her story. And yeah. the doctor, rather than, you know, acting, I assume there were like mandatory reporter laws when this was written, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know, maybe that's like worryingly recent, but like, rather than acting, you know, in an ethical way in this situation, he uh, uses the opportunity to tell the man about how all of his sins can be forgiven if he accepts Jesus Christ as his personal <sighs> Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And so then he does that. He says, wow, I feel great. Like, everything's fine. Hey, Lisa, I'm never going to hurt you again. Everything's fine. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, and it, it, I think the thing that's so troubling about it is the lightness that it is... Um, yeah. ...kind of approached with, because it, it says some pretty dark stuff in it. Like, you know, it's that the... From, like, my looking at it here, the doctor realizes she's been molested based off of physical signs of it. Yeah. Um, and then the doctor brings the... Yeah, brings dad in and then says you know you you believe in jesus and then he steps out suddenly looking like a new man and he's like yeah i'll never molest you again my daughter and i'm gonna be a good husband now um and it's not that it's not that the idea of like jesus curing sin or undoing evil is bad because that's kind of at the heart of the faith to some extent or another but it's like saying you know, yeah, like like it's saying that there's nothing that needs to be done for this victim. That right. all that needs to happen is just like, he, he, you know, he just needs to change his mind about all that molesting stuff. Right, which is like, <sighs> yeah, not how it works. And it's like, I, you know, I don't want to, like, I like to believe that everyone is redeemable and is capable of that. But it doesn't look like just, I accepted Jesus, now I'm better. Now, like, you're no longer at any risk for me. Don't worry about that. And it's like, you think about yeah. all of the fuckings. I mean, if you listen to uh, Shitty Christians, it's a great chronicle of Shitty Christians. Hmm. Like, this is a topic that comes up a lot. It's just systematic yeah. uh, sexual abuse cover-up. It's not just for Catholics. Like, yeah, it's, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. endemic hmm. in the world of evangelicalism. And, like, it's not something I've personally experienced. Like... You know, in any real way, like, I mm-hmm. feel like the church I went to, like, had decent policies about avoiding that sort of thing. But, like, it is a problem. It does happen. Yeah. And it, it's really hard because, I, for me, like, for me, the concept of forgiveness is what makes Christianity attractive. Like, it's Definitely. what has kept me at it. However, it is something important to acknowledge that when it comes to people in positions of power over over yeah. those who are, you know, weak or whatever, yeah. that... That, that they will continue to take advantage of that. And if, you know, narcissists lie, right? Right. They will say, yeah, I totally turned to New Leaf. I'm good. And then they're going to do it again. Right. And it, it's not that that person can't ever have any way of, like, any salvation. But part of that salvation is maybe you never get to be around a kid again. Yeah. Like, that part of that, that <laughs> process is, yeah, you don't get to be a leader. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. And it's just yeah. like that this is it's just it's wild to see this framed as a happy ending. It's like this terrified looking little girl and parents are just like, really, we're never going to hurt you again. We love you. And Jesus yeah. does, too. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like we've all got some baggage from coming up evangelical. Like some people have this sort of baggage. Like, ultimately, mm-hmm. like that's what's so disconcerting about it is like. 
this does happen. Like, people claim to find Jesus, and then this sort of thing gets swept under the rug. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's exactly... I don't know. And that's exactly what the shitty Christian guys, you know, can't recommend that podcast enough uh, really get into is, is the extent to which people just do that. Yeah. They, they will say that I'm, I'm better. They'll leave, they'll go to a new church and then they'll go rape someone at that church. Yeah. You know, and yeah, accountability needs to be had like that, that, that person doesn't, it doesn't get to be a leader anymore. I don't know. And, and this kind of shit enables it. Do you happen yeah. to know if there are any other banned chick tracks, like chick tracks that he that they stopped producing, or is that the main, the only one really? That's certainly the most infamous one. I know of one mm-hmm. called "Whatever Happened to the Protestants." I think that's basically like that. Mm. Essentially, is about the Jesuit infiltration of mainline Protestant and like even more mainstream evangelical churches. <laughs> like, why? Um, why is that pulled? Do you happen to know? I think it was like a lot of it was just like specifically about his beef with like Christian booksellers. And I think mm. he just, like, kind of got tired of that. <laughs> like, it's... Like, he stopped pushing the issue. I think he, he'd realized that, like, at yeah. this point he'd made an enemy of them. Yeah. That's my guess, anyway. Like, Yeah, that, that seems, that seems right. It seems like... Can, uh, only, can only be gleaned through, through his, his writings. And yeah. there's a lot of really disturbing shit in there. Yeah, it it is... Uh, uh, one thing I love is that it's really easy to find them and read them. So you don't have to give him money yes. to, uh, to if you want to just go consume some of this insane shit. You can, really, you can just like, find it find it on his website. <laughs> like even for like the, the Crusader comics, which you do have to pay for in full day. The samples on the website, I will say, have the best shit. Because like, I, read, I read two of them. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, really, like, I, I, I wish, I regret paying for them. Like, the samples on there, they include some of my favorite bits. Um, one of them is an extensive hagiography of George Washington. Hmm. It's all about, like, it's all <laughs> specifically about, like, it's based on a book called As America Has Done to Israel. So, like, just to give you an idea of what this is, what this is getting at. <laughs> oh, God. And it talks about, like, George, how George Washington was a friend of the Jews, um... Because he had a person, yeah. like a Jewish physician, and uh, there was like a Jewish financier who backed the revolutionary cause at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, but yeah. then it goes to F. Like then it cuts to FDR, the thirty-third uh, degree mm-hmm. Mason. And it's like, wait a minute, you're bringing that up about <laughs> FDR after you've said all this about Washington, a man who like <laughs> had a Masonic funeral. Like, yeah, the man loved him some Freemasonry. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the founding fathers did. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, which, I don't know, just funny inconsistency to see it literally on the same page. It's it's insane. It, he, yeah, he seems pretty unapologetic about the contradictions within the tracks. Yeah. I don't know. It's fascinating. I don't know. That, that one is fascinating just because of how it lays out his view of American history and, like, yeah. how it all connects to this weird Christian Zionist preoccupation. It's like it does criticize FDR for not taking in refugees, uh, you know, during World War II. Mm. But like specifically frame that in terms of like we owe it to God's chosen people, not like we owe this to refugees. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And when he's writing, I mean, that seems to line up. I mean, yeah. I, it's not it's pretty apparent if you look at that the fat cats um, track we were talking about earlier that he's got a lot of anti uh, like Latino um Mm -hmm. sentiment and obviously anti-arabic sentiment with his you know perspectives of islam yeah so like 
I don't know. It's it's pretty clear he's he's he would be trying to find a way to say like, well, these those immigrants are fine, but not. Yeah, because again, like he wants to present himself as a philosemite. Like the framing, yeah, the framing device for that track is bizarre. But it's basically like two Crusader comics, Jim and Tim, like the protagonists, the, the yeah. two main guys, um, consoling a Jewish woman whose rabbi was killed in a hate crime, and then just Jeez. by going into this really weird rambling. Like, it's not a well-constructed comic. I feel like he's much better when he's forced to work within the pamphlet. Like, it's yeah. just like... Because, like, it goes from, like, uh, the Holocaust to Abraham to Moses, back to Abraham to George Washington to FDR. Then, like... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just... It's, it's a mess narratively. And the point is, um, even though, you know, God's judgment and whether there's earthquakes in L.A., apparently is all based on, like, how America treats Jews. Uh, God will still send them all to hell if they don't become Christians. So, you know, you better yeah. do that. And she does. Yeah. And that's that's how they console a woman who's, like, lost someone to a hate crime. Yeah. It's anti-Semitic in its yeah. own way. But it's not, like, yeah. it's not your typical route for a right-wing conspiracy theorist. I'll, I'll give them that no. much. No. Well, yeah, like, I feel like right-wing conspiracies have such a weird relationship with Judaism because they're usually anti-Semitic Zionists. Um, and so they just, yeah. they don't know, they don't know how, the, I don't know. You feel like you hear it both on like far yeah. right circles. It's like, yeah. Anyway, uh, why don't we move to some like final thoughts here about, about Jack chick and then on to end segments. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. He's, um, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a piece of shit, but his, his comics are funny when they're, they're not terrible. And they're usually still kind of funny when they're terrible, except Lisa. Like, yeah, that's, that was Lisa's just not funny at all. Yeah, I, I was trying to find like any sort of thing to joke about in it, and there's nothing truly. It is just kind of yeah, it's even like it's the Fred Carter art. So like the art is you know like competent. Yeah, like like it's not even like you can't even make fun of that. It's just it, it makes it all the more fucking harrowing. Like Jesus. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's like it's troubling. Jack Chick was. I don't know. Uh, hmm. The most successful uh, independent comics creator of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, say what you will about Arkham, but never, never had this broad of an audience. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, you, at the very least, you have to give them that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Correction to my uh, previous uh, statement about the hate literature. Yeah, I was going to say Jack. this. <laughs> you do not, under any circumstance, got to hand it to him. I was gonna say that exact same thing. <laughs> I immediately thought of that drill tweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, cause uh, yeah, he is actually banned in Canada uh, as hate literature, and presumably in other countries that have hate speech laws. Like, yeah. Makes sense. Makes Yeah, so so that's this has been that's been Jack Chip. Um, so that moves us on to the next next segment, which is that uh, you get to give us a Patreon ad. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Yeah. So yeah, good. Okay. Um, subscribe to Very Legal, Very Cool's Patreon because it would be really funny if like Josiah stumbled ass backwards into like a career in podcasting. <laughs> like. 
suddenly like this becomes a podcast other people have heard of and like he can support himself at least partly off of it and <laughs> then you know you go back to the archive and there's like these weird rambling like half-ass research conversations about jack chick with his his twitter friends who like don't even post that much like i'm just a guy really i'm just a guy from the group dm like yeah you just gotta hang out you know yeah no but like <laughs> we've 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 built a rapport and yeah i enough yeah. that i could just ask to be on this podcast and talk about uh yeah some of my favorite evangelical cultural esoterica and so I think it's yeah. great that a podcast this, like this exists, and uh, if you want to give it money, you should. That was very sweet. That's that's this the, one of the sweetest uh, ads that we've had. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I, 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 I appreciate what you do. It like gets me through, oh. you know, boring ass shifts in, in the food service sector sometimes. Man, well, I, re- I I appreciate that. It's it's a lot of fun producing it. Um, and this also was kind of a nice episode. It felt like a return to form. Yeah. Like back into talking about weird fringe uh, stuff. That was kind of like our early days, bread and butter. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of fun, Flat fun to Earth episodes, to classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorites. Um, yeah. But that moves us on to Twitter news. Um, what have we got? I'm, I'm desperately looking at the Discord here to see if there's anything going on in Twitter. Uh, unless you have anything to throw out here. Oh, shit. Let me check my feed. Um, see if something truly terrible. Uh, I mean, Merrick is at it again. I don't know if that, that's oh, worth the, uh, mentioning. Wait, that. is that the game theory guy? No, no. Merrick is that... Um, she is... Oh, God. How do we do this? She was um, socialist OnlyFans girl who um, she got, her, got her start by just, like, taking lewd photos with guns. Um, okay. And she just is always getting people pissed at her for, for good reason. Like, because she'll do a thing like, um, okay. So, okay. Let's just say what she's doing. Uh, I'll just say what she's doing. I'm not going to find the tweet cause I don't want to look at it, but she's, uh, she's going to do, um, uh, like a, a cam show for money, um, to, as a charity stream for Palestinian children, like, <laughs> like a porn thing for Palestine. And a lot of people have said, hey, Merrick, that's probably distasteful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and she always responds to that with, well, you just hate sex workers, which is funny because generally the people criticizing her are also sex workers, but whatever. Yeah. Um, like, <laughs> it's this whole discourse is something discourse. like I have made a habit to keep out of just because, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it gets it gets so toxic so fast. Like, yeah, and and I think that's a Merrick's a great example of how bad it can get. I I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see what else is going on on the timeline. Let's see. Yeah, cause nobody's nobody really submitted anything. Sadly, Greek condemns all racism, including anti-white. Wait, say that again. Uh, it's just, it's from a. Uh, Allah liker Tariq from uh, Alab. I condemn all oh, yes. racism, including anti-white. <laughs> it's just, it's I love. Funny. I I wanna I wanna get Tar- like him on the show so bad. I want to get the that'd be cool. So bad. That would be cool if I could have been on the same show as yes as uh, yeah yeah that'd be awesome. Also, Don, uh, Don what Hughes, about like I'll I'll put that call out again. I think I think you would would vibe with Josiah pretty well. I yeah I think he would actually be a really like a really 
he I think he's an attainable guest who would have fun. I, I think he would actually have fun on this definitely because <laughs> the like since Jared's been gone, the show started to have more and more of a you can't win vibe anyway. So it like I don't know, hmm. it'd be cool. I, can see I feel that. like it's been having more of that vibe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Rod Dreher uh, posted um, him making the soy face while eating uh, oysters. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that is. <laughs> he's Nobody straight up that. doing like, the face to, that's i feel like that's more like a hago yeah my my guy here <laughs> like this is this is a this is some intense mouth agape i know <laughs> oh man that's why i did that at him i hope i hope he blocks me i i want to get blocked by roger so bad and he just won't block me that's that's a shame he's i know uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, I think that's been Twitter news. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Slow, slow <laughs> Twitter good. news day. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a lot going on right now. You know, I miss the music that that was a good part of Twitter news. Uh, that's, I think that's the thing I miss most about Jared being gone right now is yeah. the Twitter news. It filled so much time. Like <laughs> it really did. Yeah. It made the segment at least twice as long, you know? <laughs> right. Right. Like <laughs> one of the, I'll figure out the that's, soundboard. That's, oh, that's what a good end segment's for. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, that leads us at last to uh, to plugs, and we call it a day. Which you mentioned you wanted to talk about some of the Crusader comics and plugs, right? Yeah. So since uh, I yeah. um, I purchased uh, Crusader comics, uh, it's kind of in preparation for this episode out of curiosity. I bought the bought the one based on as America has done to Israel. And I bought one called the Ark, which is about the Soviets finding Noah's Ark. Oh yes. It's (laughs) yeah, it's, it's pretty terrible. Um, Again, he's works better in more, in the more concise format, I think, but all to say, I, uh, by way of atonement, I made donations uh, in greater value than what I paid for the, the e-comics to uh, Islamic relief of Canada's uh, Palestinian relief fund um very good yeah which i not gonna lie like i heard about on chapo uh but figured you know it's it's an organization they support that has like people on the ground in gaza to yeah provide medical support and like other essential services to victims of ongoing ethnic cleansing so that's important and i also donated to uh intransitive which is a Mm -hmm. um little rock arkansas based uh organization of trans people that has been uh active in fighting um the you know wildly transphobic laws that have been passed there recently and as well right, as uh, right. just providing direct aid to uh trans people in emergency situations and um yeah yeah grassroots organized like i you know know trans people in the south i know it's pretty bad time right now and mm-hmm. yeah i support the hell of anyone who can doing grassroots organizing that's making a real difference and i know jack chick would would, would hate that so <laughs> do it to make uh make jack chick uh roll in his right if, if nothing else if you're <laughs> if you're a, a former evangelical who's still like you know wrestling with how to understand lgbt stuff like give to intransitive justice by jack chick it's uh and also like the, burning, the... please like just it's just get over it <laughs> It's the the Black Hammer thing where they had you pay money to um, expunge yourself of racism, (laughs) 
it's like that. You know, you pay off your evangelical upbringing by donating to these two charities. That's... Yes, definitely. <laughs> definitely. And m- many uh, others. So, yes, know. yes. Um, I guess my, my quick plug, just this is like such a normie podcast, but it's been kind of nice because I feel like I've been... Uh, I've been I'm I'm always on brain damaged Twitter schizoid podcasts is what I'm usually yeah. listening to. And so it's nice to listen to uh, under understood. Mm-hmm. It's like a bunch a couple journalists from The Verge uh like formerly from the verge and they just like do deep dives into weird internet questions okay uh, so it actually it actually vibes with uh aspect of VLVC if we were just like way less political okay um and we're actually really good journalists and had the production of like an NPR show but yeah, yeah it's 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 really fun I, I love I love it a lot so yeah, yeah. well uh I, I guess we should close out here yeah uh, thanks so much for happening yeah no this has been great uh, thank you for listening to Very Legal, Very Cool, uh, a podcast about um, Jack Chick burning in hell. Got it. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the music is a garage band loop that I stuck a drum beat behind, and you can follow us at VLegalVCoolPod on Twitter, or email us, or a bunch of other stuff that's in the show notes. So, uh, yeah, have a good one, everybody.